You want to make mom smile this Mother's Day? You can start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brands she loves delivered the very same day with DoorDash. Wow, that's a great idea. Moms are such a gift to us and we should treat them the same way with gifts, especially on Mother's Day. I didn't know DoorDash was doing that. That's exceptional. If your mom has a sweet tooth or if she's a tech enthusiast, beauty connoisseur, if she's outdoorsy, no matter what she's into, you can make her smile with a fruit or flower bouquet, makeup, tech gear, workout wear, and more, all deliverable through DoorDash. Get all your Mother's Day gifts all in one place and get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 or more on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with code THEO. That's T-H-E-O. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Today's guest is a legend in the sport of hockey and um, and a legend just in, in humanity, in human history. It's a name that's synonymous uh, with being victorious. He's a four-time Stanley Cup winner. He has more records than, um, than Sun Studios. This guy has more records in hockey than anyone. You can catch him on the TNT NHL panel. Uh, I'm so thankful to spend time with him today, Mr. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, I'm from Louisiana, man. It's pretty good. We didn't ever had. We had a team. I think it was the Algae or something. I don't know uh, what our. It was at the East Coast League, probably. Yeah, we, yeah. It was like are the Mud Birds or something. Some team. <laughs> mud Birds. Yeah, it, it was definitely like even the mascot sounded like it wasn't going to survive. You know, it, it was like the. I, I think it was the. Um, That's funny. I think it was <laughs> like, the mascot got traded. <laughs> I think it was the oil spill pigeons or something. Like because there was a, we had a lot of issues down there. <laughs> that was very funny. So I think our mascot was uh yeah it was bad. The mascot always had bandages on and stuff. I remember they break. It was just uh-huh. it didn't do well. Yeah, uh, timing we, probably wasn't great. They, I, I, it's kind of grown now. Like there's a team here in Atlanta that does pretty well. In the, the like it's like comparable to double A in baseball. Mm-hmm. It's not triple A, and they do pretty good here. They're and they're talking about bringing another NHL team to Atlanta. No way. Be the third time in forty years. But yeah, they tried it twice. I know over the over yeah. the over the history of time. And do you know, like, yeah, why doesn't it succeed? You think in certain markets? Is it just mm-hmm. not the? Is it? Well. Does it just take people to be there, or does it take something special to be in a market yeah. for hockey to survive? It's a little bit of both because we don't have, you know, we don't have um, like baseball and football. It's been in the South and the Southwest forever, right? Oh, yeah. Hockey's just kind of getting there. So back in the 70s when the Flames first came in, the expansion rules were different. The owners wanted the money, the league wanted the money, but they gave you the worst teams. So they would go five, six, seven years and go, well, it's not a hockey city. Well, people get tired of 
paying to watch a team lose, right? Yeah. So then they came back again. It was kind of the same expansion rules, and it failed again. The, everybody got wiser, and when Vegas came in, they got the ninth best player on every team. They got low draft picks, and they built a foundation, and people uh -huh. got excited. Look, our team's good. Seattle got the same sort of thing as, Atlanta, or as Vegas. If Atlanta gets another team, they're going to get that advantage again of getting treatment. yeah they're going to get good treatment and maybe this will become a good hockey city because people are saying jesus we're winning and let's go to the games yeah so it's not fair to people of atlanta their teams were so bad you just say i'm not paying anymore <laughs> yeah at a certain point you can't yeah you can't go and be really supporting some of the teams i think in the south well the south is also kind of religious there's more religion there you know and the only person we've ever seen even kind of or the only person that people believe like behaves like or gets wild on water is the, Jesus, really. <laughs> so I think the second you see yeah. a guy saying, hey, look what I'm going to do out here on this frozen lake, yeah. I think it makes you wonder what's going on here. <laughs> well, in Canada, we call our arenas churches. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah because, really? you know, in Canada, it's hockey and religion. Those are the two biggest things, right? So yeah. you can be, you know, sports is very popular in our country football canadian football baseball the blue jays do well the raptors have done really well so it's kind of canada's team the raptors and the blue jays yeah but hockey is everywhere right so you can be driving in your car in july and you, if you're listening to talk radio it's still 90 percent hockey that they're talking about right. June, july and august because you can still do <clears throat> it and it's so popular right oh yeah people love it people it, I, I think it's unbelievable yeah, it's, you know, like down down in the U.S., I always encourage parents to tell their kids, play every sport, tennis, baseball, football, basketball, soccer, uh, field lacrosse, and they're all so big. And if you sat down here, you would say, okay, baseball is probably the most popular sport, or no, it's basketball is the biggest sport. Yeah. And then you're like, well, football's pretty big, but in Canada, there's no definition. It's one. It's, it's one. It's ice hockey. It's hockey. That's it. Yeah, I think, I'm trying to think of why we never, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, up there, if everything's frozen, you, at least, you know. Even, <laughs> yeah, well, we got a big advantage because. You got free ice, Yeah, too. you got free ice. Right. You know, it's a big thing. You know. Oh, yeah, ice, ice is, I think, $18 a bag where I'm from. Yeah, it, it's, it's, ice is expensive, and. You know, parents, a lot of parents, it's hard for them to afford hockey equipment, ice skates, uh, paying for ice time. But in Canada, most of the places you can play, I grew up in southern Ontario, which is uh, basically between Niagara Falls, New York, and uh, Detroit. Oh, yeah. And, that's and, a, I mean, that's so, the third shelf of the freezer yeah, section, so, buddy. That's pre It gets pretty chilly yeah, there. So we had an ice rink in my backyard from the time I was Yeah, yeah. Three I, saw, years old. I saw some lore about that. Yeah. So my dad would go and he would buy a sprinkler head in December, which they always thought he was crazy. <laughs> Who's buying a sprinkler head at Christmas time? Anyway, and he would put it out in the middle of the ice and he would let it go back and forth for like two hours and then go move it another part of the ice. And his ice was always about this thick and it would last till probably the end of March. Did he lay a good rink? Oh, he had the best. Really? Yeah. And he was funny. People used to stop by the house and say, how does Walter get his grass so green? What do you do? What are you putting in your grass? <laughs> My dad didn't do anything. It was just probably from the ice being so good for the, the grass. He always had the greenest oh. grass in the, <laughs> yeah. in the neighborhood and didn't do anything. <laughs> 
That's pretty classic, yeah. man. Yeah, we had some uneven areas. I remember I played baseball. I mean, I, didn't, I don't know if I, pl- I was, you know, mom signed me up a couple seasons, man, and it wasn't great for me. But yeah. um, <laughs> our field was uneven. We had an yeah. uneven field. Yeah. So every ball, if you hit anything second base, it was all ended up in right field, right? We probably had 25% gradient on the field. Yeah. So well, we had at least two right fielders always, at least. Well, that's, that's probably... Now, listen, I grew up loving baseball. I went and saw my grandson play the other day. He had his hat on backwards. I think he was picking uh, dandelions. Always, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's always that kid out there who ends up doing being a yeah. gardener or and something. Then, yeah, and then I took him to, we went to watch him play ice hockey the next day, and they're out there sweating and skating for an hour, loving it. Yeah. And they got to figure out a way to get these kids more enthusiastic about baseball because it's not a lot of fun for some of them who are standing out in the outfield. Yeah, I think, and I think that's one of the reasons, May, I don't know if baseball is, I guess it's always America's sport because there's something rooted in tradition yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. There's something, I mean, you give an American a hot dog, they'll sit there and do anything for a little while, you know? But <laughs> I think it's true. Yeah. it's And I, you know, I do it. If somebody's like. Well, and the history of the game, you know, the history of baseball from Babe Ruth, what he did to what Jackie Robinson right, did for everyone. So much, right. There's so much history. And let's face it, it's economically easier to buy a pair of shoes and a baseball glove than to have to buy a whole entire hockey equipment sort of uh, yeah to set that up yeah. in certain parts right and then in other parts yeah. it's the other way around yeah, you know maybe. like it would be tougher to like heat a basketball court in the winter in canada yeah so that people have the opportunity to be there and play as much you yeah know? We, we don't you know, although the Raptors have really found a niche in our country. Yeah. Like, they're huge. Yeah, people and, love them. I was in yeah. your country when they won the championship. Yeah. Games, and I wasn't in Vancouver, but people were, like, oh, yeah. beating each other and hugging each other at the same time. So, like, in our country, like, if you're in Vancouver, you're a Canucks fan, and you're in Alberta, you're either Flames, Oilers, and all the way across, right? But if you're in Vancouver, Newfoundland, you're a Blue Jays fan or a Raptors fan. It's just it's Canada's team, and they just all cling to it. Yeah, it's something pretty special about it. And I always see when guys get traded up there, more basketball than baseball. And the guys, say, well, I don't want to play in Canada. I want to stay in my own country. But the guys who go there will tell you they get treated phenomenally. It's a great city to live in. It's a great country, and people yeah. are nice. Okay, people's always so nice in Canada. I, yeah. Even if somebody was angry, they may. I bet they would. They'd come across the street and they'd just say, hey, I'm angry, but, <laughs> but I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of stories yeah, up there. <laughs> yeah, they're just too kind. Well, I noticed even like, you know, I grew up in the South. There's a lot of like, I don't know if there's still as much, but especially when I was growing up, there was like more racial disparity down right. there, you know, because there's a lot of history of like mm-hmm. black and white racism down there. And um, and when I was in Canada, I don't feel that there's, energy. I, I don't. Everybody I often, seems the same. It's yeah, like, it I often feels say the same. that to people that, we just we don't seem to have racism in our country. People all seem to get along. Yeah, you know, and it's that's why people always come up to me and they say, "You're from Canada, right?" And I say, "Yeah." They're like, "Canadians are all so nice," and I go, "Yeah, I think they are." And I say, "But you know, I got five American kids, five uh, American mm. grandchildren, oh. and they're all nice kids too. So oh, wow. you, you can meet a lot of nice people in the United right, States." Right? Yeah. Well, I think if you're coming out of that Gretzky lineage, I think you guys have to see you guys. I mean, it seemed pretty just like nice folks, you know. Um, well, they got a, they had a good mother, so yeah. You know, listen when you're when you're working and playing hockey, you know, it's hard. You know, the schedule's tough. Oh yeah, you, you know, can't especially be like playing a- on the West Coast in LA and Edmonton. We're always either playing or in an airplane, right? So listen, 
uh, I love my kids dearly, but it was the mother who was around them. The mothers are so so vital. It was like my my relationship with my mom and dad was very close. My dad was sort of this hockey father of the country. You mm -hmm. know, people loved my oh, dad. Oh yeah, Walter Gretzky, yeah. man. But I would always say, but it was my mom behind the scenes that mm. kept our family. She was a wonderful lady, and she always kind of stayed out of the limelight. Like when I was a kid and I'd play, all the parents used to sit sort of together, and my mom would sit in the corner by herself. <laughs> so, what yeah. did she like to do? Your mom, like, what were some like when she had time for herself? What were some hobbies that she liked? Because I, I mean, from what it hear, from what it sounds like, your dad probably got pretty involved with you once you started playing yeah. hockey as much. So, <clears throat> a lot of people don't know this, but I had a. Um, down syndrome aunt mm -hmm. and she was born in the 50s and back in those days they would take these kids and basically they put them in asylums and medicate them and oh yeah juice them up. yeah people didn't know what to do so my grandmother said you know i'm not sending her to school so she never went to school a day in her life um she was by the end she was a little bit blind she lived till she was 63 and my grandfather was from uh, Russia, Belarus, Minsk, Russia. My grandmother was from uh, Ukraine. And the kids were born in Canada. And my grandfather would speak to her in Russian. My grandmother would speak to her in Ukrainian. <laughs> and we all communicated with her in English. Oh, and that'll my, give anybody <coughs> yeah, Down syndrome, I feel yeah, like. And my dad used to always say, if you don't believe in the good Lord, there's a great example right here. But So, when so my, she was trilingual then? she could understand, but she spoke only English. And right. we, if you didn't know her, you'd have a hard, a hard time understanding her, but mm -hmm. we grew up with her, so we, right. we were fine. So when my grandmother was passing, she said, do me one favor, don't put her in her home. And mm. of course my mother said, I'll take care of her. So she lived with my parents for at least 12 years, I guess. And then- um, uh, Wow. Yeah, and then- When you were a child too? It was when you were a kid? No, she. so my grandmother would have passed in 88, um, and that's when she moved in with my mom and dad. So she had her hands full with her own kids, grandkids, my uh, my aunt. Um, if she, her enjoyment really was uh, Friday nights going with her her mom, who was my grandmother. They go, they love bingo. That was a big thing oh, in our hometown. Yeah. And she could, my dad said she could play bingo every night. <laughs> she loved it that much. <laughs> And I used to say, how'd you do today? I won $7. I'm like, okay, at least you're winning. <laughs> so her, her life was around our kids mm -hmm. and the grandkids, but her enjoyment was going to bingo. Wow. So she was kind of, she just found a lot of joy in her family and then yeah. some simple, sounds like just simple pleasures kind of. She was very simple. Like she was, um, <clears throat> I'll tell you, when I turned pro, um, I said to my parents, I'm gonna buy you a house. Mm -hmm. And my mom and dad said, we don't need a house. We, we're we fine right here. And I so there was a little piece of property, it was an acre just down the street from where, where I grew up and where they were living. So I went and bought it secretly. And I took them over there. And my mom said, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm gonna build you this house here. You're gonna, something really special. And she goes, no, no, my house is fine. She goes, but if you want to do something, you can put a pool in her backyard. Yeah, so I put a pool in the backyard and <laughs> uh -huh. sold my piece of property because they didn't want to move into it. And she, and they lived there till the very end. 
And uh, when my dad passed uh, recently, yeah. I bought the house, and so now it's I own my house. Oh yeah, I was going to ask actually where you, what that was like. So what your mom was like? Now that all that skating's done, I want to I want to pull back here. Yeah. Oh yeah. She said, "Your your father's not building a hockey rink anymore. I want a swimming pool." She loved having the swimming pool in the backyard. There is something nice about it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And she loved the barbecue. I was telling a story. You know, now they have everything so regimented, right? Mm -hmm. So. Back in, back in, when you win the Stanley Cup, they have these two guys that travel with the trophy because it's so special. Like mm -hmm. they don't want anything to happen to it and they don't want it to break. And so they keep a good eye on it. Right. Like kind of like a, like a net, like a little bit of like a, um, like, um, little, um, gargoyles kind yeah. of, but like, like, yeah. And they just protectors yeah, or whatever. Yeah. They just watch it. They travel yeah. with it. Like hitmen or whatever, yeah. Oh, my and mom so, got pissed if we got by her nice dishes. She would hit. <laughs> yeah, so there they are. In those days, um, when I when I won a championship, I remember one day it was the summertime. I was at my folks' house. My mom was doing a barbecue. My both grandmothers were there, and I'm sitting there and I said to my dad, "Geez, I should just I should get the Stanley Cup here and get some pictures." So I called the Hall of Fame and I said, "Hey, I'm having a barbecue this afternoon. Can you guys drive down the Stanley Cup?" And they said, yeah, yeah, we'll be down in an hour. They got in a car, put the cup in, drove down, gave me the wow. cup. We took pictures in the backyard. <laughs> and then they took the cup back to the Hall of Fame. Now it's all organized, right? Now each guy gets a day with the cup. Yeah. It's all organized and the guys travel with the trophy. But back then it was just like, hey, uh, can I have the cup this afternoon? They said, yeah, no problem. Oh, they bring the cool. cup down. Yeah. So some of the best pictures I have are with my grandmother and my mom, my dad in the backyard just holding the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Plate of beans in one hand and the Stanley yeah, yeah. Cup corn, in the other. Corn. Oh, yeah. That was big, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can only have so much corn in there. I wish I had some <laughs> beans usually. Um, yeah, dude, you're like an ice master. Do you ever realize, like, you kind of mastered like a. Or anyway, to me, it seems like, you know, like, do you ever go to like, are you ever at like Disney on ice? You ever take your kids to Disney on ice and you're just like, yeah, you know, you're like, those chipmunks are off sides, you know, like, <laughs> no. like, do you no. have that much of a, or when you see an ice maker on a fridge, you just growl at it. I feel like you just have that. <laughs> no, that you're doesn't kind of happen. A, you're a frozen I, water master. I, I, I will tell you this. So I said to somebody the other day, we were on a lake and they said, you want to jump in? And it was kind of a cold day. I said, you know, I'm way better when that water's frozen. I'm not going <laughs> in. But I did go to Disney on ice one time because my friend and neighbor, Scotty Hamilton, mm -hmm. I went to see the show one time. Scotty he was, Hamilton, he's a dancer? He was a, uh, yeah, he was an Olympic gold medalist. Oh, he's an Olympic uh, yeah. gold medalist. Yeah, and then he uh, did- Figure an, skater. Yeah, figure yeah, skater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was really phenomenal figure skater and a wonderful guy. Oh, there he is guy. right there. Yeah, and a wonderful guy. So I think he was at either Disney on Ice or one of those shows, and we went to see it, and we sat down by the ice, and I think the time Katerina Vitt was in it. And, oh, yeah. Some and it was spicy. Yeah, it was pretty phenomenal, like what they can do. It's so different than ice skating. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there's a lot of figure skaters that could transfer to ice skating, mm -hmm. but I don't think there's a lot of ice skaters that could put on figure mm -hmm. skates and do well. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. They're so athletic. I lived with a guy for like probably four months and he was, uh, I don't know what he was. He was pretty tall, but he would, he was a figure skater and he took us outside one time. They had a Volkswagen right. rabbit outside and he ran and jumped over it from one side to the other side. That's pretty amazing. It was just unbelievable. And it was just <laughs> an afternoon. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, it just blew my mind, man. Yeah. Well, they're, um, they're, they're, 
you know, the training and the techniques that they have because they have to do those turns yeah. and they have to get high in the air to be able to do a triple. Yeah. So they probably, in the off season, they probably do a lot of squat training, you know, so that when they do oh. get on the ice, they're, they're, they're much, it's much easier oh, for yeah. them. But yeah, they're really, they get out there. Yeah, those guys can really can do it. I think ice skating is pretty incredible. Yeah, I think we just miss, being in the southern part of the U.S., we miss all of the lacrosse. Yeah. We miss all of the... You know the sports really the 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 uh, whatever it's called the difference of sports just changes over you know yeah. as you go down and south. You know, but you know, um, I was talking earlier about how popular hockey is, and it's definitely huge in our country. But if you were to go around anywhere and interview people outside of Canada and say, what is the national sport of Canada? They'd all say ice hockey, mm -hmm. or 90% of them. But it's lacrosse. But, but it's actually yeah. lacrosse. Lacrosse was invented in Six Nations Reserve, which is just outside of my hometown of Brantford. Mm. So a couple of things we're very proud of. Alexander Graham Bell made his first phone call from Brantford, my hometown. Did he really? Yes. Who'd he call? He called somebody in Paris, Ontario, which was like a 15 uh, minutes away, 15 miles away. Probably a chick, and, I bet. <laughs> that I was mean, who are you going to call? If you get your first call, you're going to call probably yeah. some woman you, or you know, some lady you might want to say. And, you know. So they actually have the telephone I don't know. In, in, in Brantford. No. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is we we're very proud of was that lacrosse was invented in, in Canada. It was, yeah. it was a great sport. Yeah, dude. I didn't even know about Canada. I mean, I didn't even... When I was growing up, we didn't even oh, really believe in Canada, you listen, know? Listen, I, I will tell you this. In Canada, and I don't mean this to be controversial, we learned growing up the geography of pretty much the world, but a lot of Canada and the United States. Yeah. Where American kids kind of grow up, they didn't learn a whole lot about Canada. That no. There's provinces. like our, A lot of Canadian kids can name every state and every capital, but there's only a handful of people I know that can name all the provinces. Oh, probably 70 people in America. <laughs> I'm not even joking. No. I remember in our school, we learned about America, right? Yeah. And some kids can barely should. do that. But then above it on the map, they had a picture of a, it was like a wolf chasing a boy, you yeah. know? And that was, and we're like, See, well, what is that? And they're like, that's, that, you, we, you know, that's one of the, Canada. One of, the, <laughs> one of the first things I learned was the capital of Louisiana, Baton Rouge. Oh, yeah. I always remember that. I don't know why I remember that, but I did. <laughs> it's a pretty good place. They had a hockey team for a little while. Didn't do well, but. I think hockey's going to start going back there now. You wow. watch. Because people are, the greatest thing about our sport are the people who are in the game. Mm -hmm. Like Ovechkin and Crosby and McDavid and Matthews. And uh, some of the Bruins too. Yeah, they're they're just good, good kids. You yeah. know, like they understand, like they're hardworking and they they love. They're unselfish to their teams, but they're unreal for the league and in their communities. Mm -hmm. Like these kids are good kids. So our sport is growing and expanding all the time, and more and more kids are playing hockey in Arizona, Texas, Louisiana, Florida. Yeah. So Nevada, Nevada's a hotbed right now because the. The the hockey oh, the team's Kings. done so well. Yeah, people, it gets yeah. infectious. Yeah, and everybody loves it. Yeah. So I, I think more and more kids will start playing hockey, and I see our game just growing all the time. Um, what was was there a part of the game that you like? Did you ever play goalie? Like, because every time I see clips of you and everything, you're always not playing goalie, right? Never played, which goalie. is fine. If I'm I not... was a goalie, I'd be more like playing dodgeball, right? <laughs> Getting out of the way. But did you ever? Did you ever do it to uh, to learn about what it was yeah. like? Like, did you ever like? Um, the only time I ever did it was when I was a kid. 
we play ball hockey. Mm-hmm. So what is ball, it? ball hockey's played with a tennis ball and running shoes. Okay. Unlike a sport court or gymnasium. All right. And so the only time I would play goal where I wasn't scared to get hit by a puck, yeah. it was a tennis ball. Every now and then I play goal. But I was, listen, people used to ask me, do you ever block a shot? First of all, do you know how hard that puck is? Mm-hmm. And for the average hockey fan, they don't realize those pucks are every puck is frozen. So the pucks are, that you're using are not only hurt, but they're frozen too. Imagine, Who froze them? So they're in the referee's box, and so they're the frozen. Patriots probably they're did fr- it. Frozen, so they don't bounce. So they so it doesn't oh, bounce. Really? Because right. oh, it's made out of what rubber? Rubber. Yeah. So, oh my god! And so they used to I say to me, "Cobalt." Do you, you ever block a shot? And I said. Why would I? That's how. why they pay the goalie. <laughs> That's not my job. I don't ask him to score goals. Yeah. He doesn't need to ask me to block shots. <laughs> I kind of faked it. You look, think you're in the lane, but the guy had a lot of room to shoot around you. <laughs> you know, when I started podcasting, an online store was probably one of the furthest things from my imagination or my mind, you know. Um, but over time, we've created one, and and it's been super easy thanks to Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at any and every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Theo, all lowercase. That's right. Go to shopify.com slash T-H-E-O, lowercase, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash Theo. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor or them them trying to do a seance on the mailman or something. We're talking about fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong, so instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-winning, flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. Start the holidays off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash Theo. That's tryfum.com slash T-H-E-O and getting the journey packed today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 20% off until December 1st when they use my code Theo to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Tryfume.com slash Theo. Mary Ballsmas from our friends over at Manscaped. You know, Manscaped keeps your body hair-free. You can de-hair yourself, you know, unless you want to keep some sideburns on that wang, homie. You feel me? The holidays are approaching, but what if I told you that the celebrations are starting early this year? That's because the perfect gift does exist. That's right. Manscaped's brand new performance package 5.0 Ultra featuring the new lawnmower 5.0. Watch all your wishes and mistletoe kisses come true. Included in this special package is the lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the weed whacker, 
2.0 ears and nose trimmer, Manscaped's liquid formulations, and two free gifts. Get 20% off and free shipping with code THEO at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code THEO. Manscaped, get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. Was there a, um, you had so many records, man. Was there something that you felt like you wanted to get that you couldn't get kind of, was there, or were you even keeping tabs on that kind of stuff? Yeah, I didn't really keep tabs on it. Um, I never, I did when I retired, I knew it was time to retire and I didn't think back and say, gosh, I wish I would have done this or accomplished this. But I did, I did look back and say, okay, because people ask me, what is your favorite record? And they're all they're all yeah. fun. They're all you know. I'm proud of them all. But I got my favorite record is the year I scored 50 goals in 39 games. And for me, it's my favorite that's record. Like your third season or something. Yeah, and, and that's my favorite record because listen, all records are made to be broken. But to me, that's going to be the hardest record to break yeah. to get 50 goals in 38 games. So from that point of view, it's my favorite. You seem like the kind of guy that. If somebody broke it, you would even be, you would applaud the fact oh, that they did that well. Yeah. You know, listen, I learned from two of the best people in the world. My dad, who was a wonderful man, and Gordie Howe. And Gordie Howe was my idol. When, you, when, you're, oh, yeah. when you're a kid and you have an idol, a lot of times you meet them and you go, oh, I was just okay. Maybe that guy had a bad day or whatever. And you go, well, I met Gordie Howe when I was 10. And my dad said to me, how was meeting Gordie Howe? And I said, I... I can't believe it. And he goes, what? I said, he was bigger, better, and nicer than I ever imagined in my little brain at 10 years old, you mm-hmm. know? And so when I was breaking records, Gordie Howe was always there. He was the first guy to shake my hand and give me a hug. And so, you know, Ovechkin's going to break my record, uh, which is going to be great for our game. And when he does, I'll be there for him. I, I hope I'm, I'm on the ice, and I hope I get to be one of the first people to congratulate him. Uh, because it's a it's it's a special record and he, it's good for our game if he does break it. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's him right there. It was so exciting because I got the afternoon off school and I got a new suit that morning, so it was a big day. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. Look at you know who you look. I, you know who you look like a little bit. Who's that? You know who I'm gonna say or no? No, no idea. Princess Diana, a little. <laughs> like no, I don't know. no. I, just the fact that she's a female, no, I don't know if that that's a compliment no, or not. And I, no, I just mean, look, man, and the, I think it's very much compliment. I, I and she have, was a tough I've lady. Heard, too. I've heard it before. Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I think God. Every now and then, when my hair is a little whatever, some guys say, "Guys, you got Rod Stewart hair." Oh, I think there's. <laughs> I, I bet a couple of men played on your team just because they wanted to be near you, bub. <laughs> but no, you know? Gordy, Gordy was so nice. He was just so. It was a dinner. It was a charity dinner. It was, this is an incredible story. Uh-huh. And 700 people were at the dinner, and that was the year I scored 400 goals. Mm-hmm. So the city wanted me to be part of it. And, you know, when you're 10 years old, you can't even stand up and do a speech in front of your classmates, right? Oh, so yeah. they had told the guy. So you're only 10 at this time. Yeah. So okay. they had told the MC Wayne, just introduce him. He's not going to talk. And so um joe <laughs> theisman was there what? Uh, yeah gordy howe when you were 10 yeah sandy holly a famous jockey and so they all get up and they kind of talk for seven or eight minutes and people laugh and giggle so the guy announces my name and i'm like oh no and I, I, i'm already frozen and gordy says to me now listen when you go up there just tell them you're lost without your skates and your hockey stick and so i got okay okay so i got up there and i was shaking 
And I, I remember I said, thank you. And I started bawling. I got a standing ovation. I went and sat down. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. years later, I called, a friend of mine called me and he said, Gordy's hometown of Saskatoon, they're doing this charity dinner with like a Lions Club, which was very similar to the one I did in my hometown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had Lions Club in our town too. Yeah, so I called Gordy and his son Mark and I said, listen, Gordy came to my hometown when I was 10. I'd really like Gordy to come with me to Saskatoon and I want to surprise everybody. So oh. we were in Saskatoon, this dinner, and they had sold, I think there was about 3,000 people there. And the Prime Minister of Canada happened to be in town and he, go, he called me and he says, is it okay if I come over there and sort of emcee this and ask you a few questions for the people? And I said, absolutely, no problem at all. So I said, oh, by the way, uh, nobody knows this, but I flew Gordy in. He's at the hotel and Gordy's going to come tonight and we're going to introduce him. Well, it was like I wasn't there anymore. The Prime Minister was like, okay, maybe somebody will do, do you and I'll do Gordy. I go, oh. So anyway, when I got up on stage, I said to everybody, uh, I got a great surprise. He, he, I met him in my hometown. I, I figured I should come to his hometown. And Gordy Howe oh. came out. And I swear to God, if people didn't stop clapping, they'd still be clapping today because it was the most, it was the longest, nicest standing ovation that I've ever seen somebody get. And he so, was so genuinely mm. loved. And he, he was such, he was a really, people don't realize this, Gordie Howe was a dirty player. First time I play against him, I took the puck from him. And next thing I know, I got a whack. I was yeah. 17 years old and he cracked my thumb. He said, don't ever take the puck from me again. I said, okay, never gonna happen again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he got such an ovation. And after the event, we went back to the hotel <laughs> and Gordie's had brought back a couple of his buddies that he knew they hadn't seen in a while, a couple of older gentlemen. And we just sat around and he, he had a, he had a member, he sat there and he had a cold beer mm. and he said, this was one of the greatest days, greatest nights of my life. So uh, it was very cool. When you, when you look at like, um, like when you were a kid, was most of your relationship with your dad, like hockey, like, was it tough to, cause if you became like, if you excelled at something early, right? right? And a lot of times fathers and sons will, it's tough for fathers and sons to find like a common ground sometimes to connect on, on things, yeah. you know? Parents are always putting their kids into different things and, and dads are always trying to connect with their yeah. children, you know? Was there other ways that you could like, was that most of y'all's relationship? Like, I'm just kind of like, I guess I'm curious yeah, like what we, it was like. We had a normal relationship, like normal father-son. Um, he was, both parents, tremendously supportive. Um, you know, by the time I was 10, 11, 12 years old, I was playing in arenas that yeah. were selling out. That's like crazy, three, dude. You were like five, a circuses in town. A little bit. And in those I mean, not days, like that, but, but like you I know what I mean. Yeah. But in those days, too, it was such a big world because there was no internet, there was no cell phones. And so yeah. a, a, a kid might be three hours away <clears throat> and, you'd we, we, and you would hear about him. And then when you play against them, my dad would be in the car, and, and after the game, <clears throat> he would say to me, his favorite line was always, no matter how good you think you are, there's somebody out there better than you. And I'd say, okay. And even <laughs> when I was 15, 16, when people said, okay, he's going to be a professional hockey player, my dad never one time said, you know, oh, he's a can't miss or he's going to make it. I mean, he hoped because he knew how much I loved it. But he never pressured me. The only thing he pressured me about is he would call me Terry, you didn't miss any classes today. So oh, he was really? Like, oh, yeah. He, I said, Dad, 
I don't miss class because if I miss class, the team, so I was playing junior hockey and it was hard because we practiced every day and we travel a lot. Yeah. And so they were, the team was always on you. Like you better be in class. So he was more concerned that I was in class. I remember I was uh, 17 and I had this uh, school teacher and he, it was, I was taking a physics class and I hated physics and chemistry. It was I kept thinking, now where's this gonna? Where, where am I gonna use this in the world? Yeah, that's all I kept thinking. Um, anyway, and he said, if you just put the work in, I'll pass you. So I did. I went to class. I went to an extra class every day with him, and he worked an extra half hour every day. He passed me, and that was the year. That month, I got offered to turn pro, and I signed a pro contract. And I remember I came back and I, I bought him a gift. It wasn't a whole, it wasn't a big thing. It was like a briefcase or something, thanking him for not, you know, for being so patient with me and being so nice to me. He was so grateful. And mm. it was always sort of, when I signed, my dad said, you're gonna stay pro hockey. You're gonna stay in high school till you're 18. I don't care what you do, but you're going to school till you're 18. So here I am playing pro hockey. I and was, going to high school? I was picking up my teammate's daughter. We were in the same class. <laughs> no way. <laughs> the guy's name was Jim Nielsen, and I would pick his daughter up. We were in the same school, same class. Then I'd go to practice. You so, were like Icevis Presley. <laughs> so <laughs> the principal called me in one day, and he said, son, I don't know. You're not going to amount to anything. You're missing too many classes. God, and God. I'm like, well, and he said, you know, I should just kick you out. And I said, listen. It was like early January, and I said, listen, do me a favor. And he goes, what? I said, give me till January 26th, and if I haven't changed my act by then, you can kick me out. But I knew I couldn't go to class because we were always traveling and playing. I was playing pro hockey, playing in Quebec City and going to Cincinnati and, and Birmingham. And did you have an ego? Were you in class? Were you like the Fonz at this no, point I in class? Sat, I sat in the back corner. <laughs> I just mind my own business. So the day I turned 18, I walked into the principal, and I said, I just want to thank you for not kick, kicking me out, but I quit. I'm oh. done, and I quit school. And my, I said I called my dad, and and my dad said, "Well, you promised me you'd stay to 18 because the contract fair. wasn't valid unless he would sign it. Unless I was your father on, would sign it because I wasn't 18 yet. Wow. And so he said, "I'll sign it, but you got to stay in high school." So, did you ever finish high school technically? Um, no, but I'm a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean anything? <laughs> so, I'm an honorary doctor. Um, <laughs> no, hey, it counts to me, yeah. bro. So Dude, it's if you get most of I, the 12 grades, no, I think that's a lot. People are always like, you got to do all of them. Yeah. Um, I always, yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm an honorary doctor. It's funny. I, I did the commencement speech for, I said, okay, I'm going to pick one. And people have been kind enough to offer me and I said, you know what, I'm going to do one. And so I picked the University of Alberta, which is in Edmonton, mm -hmm. which I thought was fitting. And I have it's so funny because I have different nicknames. So in the hockey world, they call me Gretz. Mm -hmm. um, Gretzky, great one. No, just Gretz. Gretz. Um, and in the golf world, they call me Doc. Because mm. I was telling the guys one day, I was playing with, I think it was Dustin and Jordan Spieth. And I said, you know, I'm a doctor, <laughs> something to that effect. So the golf world calls me Doc, and the hockey world calls me Gretz. Do you you ever get to play with Sheldon Sawyer? You know Sheldon? I play a lot with him. Yeah. We're, ne we're next door neighbors. Oh, that's awesome. And, Sheldon's uh, a friend of mine. He's just going to have a baby right now. Yeah, yeah. That's so exciting. No, he's an unreal guy. Um, he's a beautiful guy. Like, yeah. I'm not saying he's beautiful, but no, somebody he, said he's it. He's beautiful, I said too. It. Yeah, yeah, he's I mean, got a big guy. heart. He's got a huge heart. He's so mellow. Sheldon's not going to have a heart attack. Like he's always mellow. He's always happy. He's never upset. 
a very calm person. Um, yeah, he's a wonder. Him and his wife are great people. Yeah, he's handsome, dude. I think that's the weird thing about some. He's big. Like, oh so, yeah, he's violently handsome. You're that, like, that, damn, that dude's that, handsome, and then I, he hits you. Yeah, and that's why I always say to people, I looked at guys like him, and that's why I retired. Yeah, they're so they were big. big. <laughs> they're getting so. And today, these guys are so big today, and the equipment is so much better, and the skates are so much better, and the teaching that they get at a younger age is so much better. These guys are incredible athletes, and I'm I'm glad I played when I played. I, I'm glad I'm gone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's like you fit in time in a certain space. You know, I was. I, yeah, I, time means everything. I know. Yeah, you would I, know, I, man. I got lucky. You know, listen. Um, I came in at the right time. I I came in when I came in. They had a, a, a WHA, which was similar to ABA, AFL, and they were signing kids under twenty. Which I, seems I, illegal in some place. I mean, it's yeah. like how? Well, so I signed, but had there not been that league, I might have play, had to play another three years of junior. You never know if you get hurt. Right. I may never have made it. Right. So my timing was really fortunate, really lucky. Do you like to read any books? Are you reading anything? I'm reading one right now, uh, Kenny Albert. <laughs> so, <laughs> everything I do is sports related. Oh, yeah. You uh, yeah. love it that much, huh? So. I'll give you an example. When I was 15 years old, I was playing on a junior hockey team. Mm -hmm. And it was so exciting because my one of my teammates was Murray Howe, who was Gordy Howe's youngest son. Oh, wow. And he's just a wonderful kid. And I wore number nine that year because I always loved Gordy. Mm -hmm. And so when he came in, I said, look, you should wear number nine. Your dad's Gordy Howe. Switch my number. And he goes, no, 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 no. This is, Wayne, this is my last year of hockey um, I'm going to enjoy it. And I go, okay. He goes, I'm going to be a doctor. He was a really intelligent guy. And he did go on to become a doctor. So we get on the team bus and we travel to the city. He, he'd get on there and he'd have all these books, right? And I'd get on no books. And he goes, Wayne, you got, you got to get your education. You got to, I go, I'm going to a hockey game. I can't think about reading right now and doing homework. And so about two weeks later, I got on the bus and I had like, five or six books. I sit down beside him and he, he goes, good to see you're taking notes here, Wayne. That's good. Good for you. And he said, he goes, what do you got? Geography, history. I go, well, I got Gordio hockey my way. <laughs> Gordio hockey tips. <laughs> I said, you want to be Gordie a doctor? Sings Christmas. Yeah, you want to be a doctor. I want to be a hockey player. <laughs> but he went on to be a, a tremendous doctor and he actually Gave the eulogy for his dad's funeral when he when Gordy passed oh. away, which was pretty remarkable. Um, do you did you speak at your dad's funeral? What was that like? Yeah, I did. I spoke <clears throat> both at my mom and my dad's. Um, and sorry to hear. Yeah, sorry yeah. about your folks. <clears throat> yeah, it was. You know what? It was funny because there's something that just takes over inside you that you get through it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I remember my mom passed. My dad called me and said you know, will you speak? And I said, of course. So when my dad was passing, my brothers and my sister said, you know, will you speak? And I said, yeah. The ironic thing was when my dad passed, we were still in the midst of the pandemic. Mm. So it was actually, in a lot of ways, it was nice for our family because there was only 22 of us there. And, you know, because you couldn't right, have you more couldn't than, invite yeah. everybody. Had it, had it not been at that time, he probably would oh. have had to get buried or had the funeral in a, in a hockey arena with yeah. so many people. He's so, he was so loved by so many people. So when I, I found both times 
sitting there going, oh, this is going to be hard. And then when I got up there, it just kind of flowed because my dad, when I spoke at his, he was so religious, my dad. And, you know, he never missed church on a Sunday. He went every Sunday. And he used to tease the kids because he tried out for the church choir and they wouldn't let him in it. <laughs> oh, dang, <dude. laughs> but, Come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. So there was a little boy across the street let who was uh, disabled and blind. And my dad picked him up every morning at 10 a.m., every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Oh. and took him to church every Sunday and then brought him back home. He'd take him to McDonald's and then yeah. back home. And he did it every Sunday. So when my dad was passing, he's so religious. But I remember he was still fighting to stay down here, so to speak. Um, he was 22 days uh, basically on a deathbed, right? And uh, the minister would come every night at our house and he would give him his last rites. And I and said, he'd ride him out again. Yeah, huh? I say to the minister, my dad's got the biggest hurt. You're coming, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> so anyway, when, when we did give the, uh, when I did give the ULG, I could feel like he was there and he, he got me through it. Wow. That's fascinating, man. Yeah, I remember I went to my dad's funeral. It's like, I don't know. It's just such a strange, it's such a, I don't know. It's wild seeing something like that happen. I think, do you think it helped that your father had such a faith? Did it give you so, like a. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like he knew there was life after death. He was going to see his mother. He's going to see his father. So he's probably, uh, part of him was probably excited, huh? Yeah, I think. Yeah, in some ways, but <clears throat> I think he wanted to be here as long as he could. Yeah. He loved being around his grandkids. He loved being around people. Um, he was just really special in that sense. Um, you know, I don't. Not too often you can say that people don't have enemies, but I don't think my dad had an enemy. Like he was beloved by everyone. Um, I remember one time I came home when I when I would go home and visit him every now and then. You know, my dad would tell the whole city, right? That you so, were coming? Yeah, so I got smart on that. And I, I, I called my mom and I'd say, I'll be home tomorrow. Don't tell dad. <laughs> so I get there in the morning. This is hilarious. And I walk in and there's a guy lying on the couch. Oh, yeah. I, I get over to my mom and I kind of know everybody that goes in and out of our house, you know. And my mom was in the kitchen and I said, who's lying on the couch? Who is that? She goes, I don't know, um, but he's hitchhiking across the country from Newfoundland and wanted to see the house, so your dad told him to spend the night and have a good meal. Wow. <laughs> so that's the kind of guy my dad was. And <laughs> the guy spent the night and got up in the morning, and him and I had coffee at the dining room table. He got to get a picture with my jersey on when I happened to be home that day, and he was hitchhiking <laughs> the rest of Canada. That was the kind of dad my dad wow. was. Wow, they should put a they should put him in a jersey and let's let him hitchhike the country forever and just make it like a thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's saying, not the Stanley Cup, but hey, guys, yeah. have you met Stanley and everybody yeah. just picks him there up? There you go. Yeah, it'd be funny. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think about something else that's pretty neat, man. Do you uh? Well, we could talk about my wife's family. They. My mother-in-law is 102. No way. Which is amazing. Y'all got that long blood in you, homie. She She's 102. She's a great lady. She lived with us and helped raise our kids for 30 years. Um, but she lives in our house in St. Louis. And when we're there, she likes to go for lunch or dinner almost every day. And she gets around on her own. It's truly remarkable. And what's amazing is that, her, unfortunately, her, her dad passed away at 56, uh, which is awful, cancer. And two sisters who had breast cancer both passed away. And the mom is 102 and still going strong. Wow. 
That's incredible. Y'all got some longevity then in your uh, genes, huh? Mm -hmm. My my dad always said it's the hours you get before midnight. For sleeping? It, for sleeping. Oh, God. That gives you longevity. And my mother-in-law is asleep by 8.30 and gets Ooh. up at 4. I think there's something to that. I think there's something to it. <laughs> yeah. There's something nice when you're up in the morning and you feel like you like just kind of got up with the sun. You just feel yeah. like you're kind of dialed well, yeah. in. Yeah, and you know, it's amazing. The older you get, the earlier you get up, right? And the less you sleep for some reason. Yeah, isn't that weird, and, man? And my dad used to always say, I remember he had a famous quote to me. He goes, uh, you know, you spend your whole life as a kid trying to figure out how to stay out of bed. And as an adult, you try to figure out your whole life, how do I get to sleep? How do I get in bed? <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes when people are like, sometimes if I even think about like leaving this earth, you know, and passing away from here, I think about just getting some good rest, you know? <laughs> it's kind of the way I think yeah. about it in my head. Yeah. It's like, That's you know, right. some of that will be relieving. Did you guys ever go on any vacations and stuff when you were a kid? Because if you were always yeah. doing hockey, it seemed so, like you were probably always on the run. Did you ever go to Florida or somewhere, the North uh, Pole? <laughs> that's funny the north pole um well two things are are my mom's life and this is sometimes she would complain about this uh so in the winter time was hockey tournaments summertime was lacrosse and baseball tournaments mm -hmm. so that was our vacations and then every three years my dad's sister because uh, my parents grandparents in the 50s had tobacco farms and people from the south would come up to work in the summer because the, the season for picking is a little different. So they can make money in Canada and then go back. Oh, that's nice. So my uncle was from Greensboro, uh, Carolina. He married my dad's sister. And every two years, we would go down there for two weeks. We'd drive down for two weeks um, and and uh, stay there with our cousins and my aunt and uncle. And that was probably our vacation, right? Uh, I remember one time driving back, I convinced my parents to stop in Cooperstown, which was a little out of the way. And my mom was so mad. <laughs> she said, we spent an extra six hours driving so you could go to Cooperstown. And my dad would say, this is good for him. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so much fun. Man, I love it. Even when you were talking about like the lore, like back in the day, if you had like, if you heard about a kid playing, you'd have to go and see him. Oh, like, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that was the way it was back then. Oh, there was, was something so much more magical yeah. about like lore. Like they yeah. don't have as much of it well, anymore because everybody, you know, everybody, I don't know. But you know, the I'm funny thing is, like if you say to kids today, like New York to London, England, it's not that far. We used to think Brantford to Windsor, Ontario, which was a two and a half hour drive, was like going to the other, other side of the world, yeah. right? Yeah. Like the world was so much bigger back then. And oh, we thought Florida. If we saw somebody had a shirt on in Florida, Louisiana, if it said yeah. Florida on it, yeah. it was like, like you've been, there was only two yeah. places you, to you go. You must be the richest guy here. Yeah, heaven and Florida. <laughs> here you go. Yeah, yeah it was we like, never, dang, you've been to Florida? We, we never got to Florida. Yeah. Uh, but we got to Carolina, which was really nice. It was great going with our relatives. That was and when you guys just all get in the car and just drive down there? Yeah, we had a um, old car, a station wagon. Um, and where would you sit? I was always uh, in the back seat, yeah. you know, and then it's like school one. Huh? Yeah. And we would drive and gosh, we didn't have air conditioning in our car. So every now and then you roll down the window. So mm. it wasn't as hot. Uh, but then you get down to Carolina, it was so humid, right? You'd be like, oh, put the windows up and let's sweat. <laughs> uh, so I, I, my dad used to always tease me uh, when I was 14, 13, 14, 15. You'd always say, if, if you do make professional hockey, you just remember, buy, I just buy me a Cadillac. Yeah. So I bought him one of those big Brits Cadillacs and I brought it home, right? So the summer goes by, the year goes by, I go back home the next summer. 
And I look at the car and there's like 80 miles on it. And I go and I said to my mom, I said, I bought dad this car. Why is he not driving it? <laughs> she goes, he does. He can't drive it to work because he doesn't want to have a nicer car than his boss. Uh. <laughs> so I ended up, I think he sold it. I don't think he really ever drove it. But it was a, it was a good father-son thing that we had together growing up as a kid, right? Yeah. Is pornography causing a problem in your life? It's a fair question. You know, there were times when I was looking at too much and ogling and letting my brain be occupied with things that it really shouldn't, just things I didn't need to see. It wasn't good for my heart, wasn't good for my soul. Well, if that's something that's been a part of your life at all, you're certainly not alone. Shame and stigma prevent men from talking about these issues and getting help for them. That's why I want to introduce my friend Steve Walt, who is the founder of Valor Recovery, a program to help men overcome porn abuse and sexual compulsivity. Their coaches are in long-term recovery and will be your partner, mentor, and spiritual guide to transcend these problematic behaviors. I cannot uh, recommend Valor Recovery enough. To learn more about Valor Recovery, please visit them at ValorRecoveryCoaching.com or email them at admin at ValorRecoveryCoaching.com. And uh, if, it's, if that's something you struggle with, um, just know that there are ways to get better. Blue Chew, baby, if you need it, if your wiener's that dangler, baby, and you want that, that, that looker, baby, that one that's standing up looking, that's what can help you. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. That's right. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package the neighbors won't know. They'll think you're getting something normal, some candy or something, some lollipops, some soda or something. Go to bluechew.com and use code THEO to receive your first month free. Just pay $5 shipping. That's right. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code THEO at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code T-H-E-O. To receive your first month free, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. There's so much to be thankful for. Family, friends, food, and NFL football all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. That's right. No matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they've got it. I see they've got Detroit minus 7.5 over the Packers on Thanksgiving Day. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THEO. New customers can bet 5 on the NFL, Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THEO. The crown is yours. Do you remember like the first date you ever went on when you were a kid or something like that? Oh, it really, hockey was my life. It was, huh? Yeah, it was your girlfriend. Have, I didn't have one. Just hockey. Yeah, just, you know, I had a... Um, junior a coach when i was 16 years old playing with 19 20 year olds and he would say 
playing junior hockey is really hard. Um, but being a professional hockey player is a great life. And so you said you got hockey, you got um, uh, schooling, and you got uh, nightlife. And you can only do two of the three. Mm. So make sure you pick the right two. So when you're 16 years old, it was my life. I loved, lived, and died it. Go to school from 8.30 to 3 o'clock, practice 4 to 6 every night, play usually Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Back to school, right. same thing, same routine. When, when you listen, when you see like how you were compared to like how some other players were, right? Mm -hmm. Did you think that you almost had like a uh, abnormality? How much you liked it, or how much you focused on it? Like, was it that kind of thing? <clears throat> um, because I see players. I have friends that are good at things, and friends that really are. Let's put it this way: um, I know there's a lot of other really good players and athletes, but for us, for me. You know, especially when I got to be 16, I knew I knew that was my life. Like I knew I wasn't going to be a great student. Um, I knew it was going to be hard for me to get a college degree. I, I understood that. I knew my forte was going to be hockey. And growing up playing baseball, track and field, lacrosse, and I encourage parents all the time, all those sports helped my hockey. Oh, yeah. And so by the time I got to 16, I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I, I want to be... A professional hockey player um and so i i really that was my focus and the only advice my dad used to say give me really was um you got a great opportunity here to really have a wonderful life mm. and the good lord blessed you with a love and a passion like i've never seen before and sort of like don't blow it don't throw it away and so i always kind of thought that that i never thought i was missing out going to a different city or going here or doing this I, if i was my enjoyment was being on the ice yeah i didn't think like i was missing anything else like wow i never even never even phased me yeah that right? was the thing and yeah. you know i can remember um my dad saying you know you're gonna have so many opportunities here for some reason you know with your aunt being down syndrome and you growing up with that and the Canadian Institute for the Blind was in my hometown of Brantford. Like there's more than just hockey. Like you're going to be, one day you're going to be a symbol for good things. Mm. And so I always, I kind of grew up with it, right? It was, that was kind of my education. What a powerful right? thing to say to a child too, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. that they have the, that they, if they do their best, you know, not even do their best, but if they, they make can help people. They make enough effort that they have a the possibility to be a, a symbol for for good. Yeah, and so that's really powerful. Yeah, yeah. and so you know, I just I mean, that's I guess you know I, I became Wayne Gretzky, and so just had a love for it. That's all. Is it hard? Like, did it trust, ever... trust me? There was a lot of guys with more talent than I had. Right. There's a lot of guys who were better than I was. Really. And then there's some guys that I just wanted it more than. Yeah. But. By by no means was I the best player ever. There were so many great players. Did any players ever smoke cigarettes like at halftime or whatever? No, it, it kind of faded out in the uh, late seventies. You know, sixties and seventies people grew up with that. Unfortunately, that's what happened to my, my mother. She was a smoker, at sixteen years old. But that was that era, right? Yeah, and there yeah. was there not a lot of hockey players who smoked, but there was a few. But by nineteen eighty, that was all. It was Dang. gone. Sometimes you like to romanticize seeing somebody spark, you know. Well, I think it was 
Mickey Mantle or Joe DiMaggio, didn't they do ads for cigarettes in the yeah. 50s? Isn't that they used crazy? to get paid to be on pictures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just kind of accepted it. And now they get mad if you endorse um, betting. That's the new big thing. Yeah, a lot of people are doing that now. Everything's kind of become like every, a lot of the ads now are gambling. I think a well, lot of people are gambling on yeah. stuff. And all the owners, they all, a lot of them own their own places and, you know, all sports, baseball, basketball, football. So, you know, I just did a wonderful commercial with Jamie Foxx for BetMGM and I had a ball doing it with a wonderful oh, nice. guy. Yeah, it was fun. Did y'all wear tuxedos or something? In it? We wore suits though. Yeah, their but, ads always had yeah, like a polished was, look. Yeah, it was pretty cool. He was... It was his first working day after his injury, um, but he was great. He was fine. And he was a, he worked all night the night before, and then he worked all night with me that night. He, Had you ever worked with him before? No. No, I hadn't worked with him before, but, you know, small world. We lived five minutes apart in uh, Thousand Oaks. Oh. So I used to see him periodically at different things, but he was beloved in the community and another guy. He really didn't have any enemies. Everybody loved him. Well, he's one of the most talented. I mean, people forget also How that he's he a stand-up comedian. Oh, I and mean, how great he was. Oh, and Living Color was like the best TV show they ever oh, had when I was growing up. He, 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 the Jamie Foxx show was unbelievable. Yeah. He was so talented. And then he win an Oscar for, uh, I forget. Oh, yeah, Muhammad Ali, maybe? No, no it um, was uh, Ray. Um, Ray. Yeah, yeah, he was unreal. Sugar so Ray dumb. Leonard? No, who was no. it? Ray LaMontagne? No, no, the singer. Ray, Ray Charles. Charles. Yeah, I was going blank too, but he was phenomenal in that. So anyway, I had fun with him. He's a wonderful guy. Did he seem healthy? Yeah, he seemed... yeah he's fine. He wow. was great. He's happy. Um, what I don't he's... even know really what happened. He didn't, I, you know, it's not my business and he didn't talk about it. But but if you didn't know something happened, you wouldn't even know. No, you wouldn't know. Wow. He, he was doing fine. And, and he, like Good I said, he was working late. Like he had worked the night before, sort of nine o'clock to five, because they got to shut everything down so they can film it in an actual place, right? And so the next night was sort of eight o'clock to five again. He was unreal. He was fine. Did you guys go see a show or anything while you were out there or no? No, no. I'm not big on going to shows. Although my friend who I work with, Henrik Lundqvist, went to the opening of The Sphere in Vegas. Oh, wow. And he said, it's not like anything you've ever seen before. First of all, you two, and then so... It's the future, huh? Uh, he says they have these AI robots that when you talk to them, you think they're real people. He said, oh, it's unbelievable. Man. Reminds me of this girl I dated for a while. <laughs> I said, we're going to have a, a hockey coach. That'll be the first one, a hockey coach, AI. He's our hockey coach. <laughs> you know, I always fantasized if it would be pretty cool. Not fantasize. That's a weird word to say to another man. But I always thought about, wouldn't it be neat if there was a team where people could sit at home and make like as a group vote really fast on what the next play should be? Oh. And that it would yeah. almost be a completely well, controlled team by like yeah. fans, you know? You probably would struggle in hockey because it's so quick. Yeah. But you could probably do it in football for sure, set up a play. Um, yeah, football was, I think, the sport yeah. that I thought about it the most. Yeah, though. hockey would be hard. Maybe even baseball because you could pick the pitch that the pitcher throws. Yeah. And who's pitching. That, yeah. It'd be pretty two, interesting. Two of them you could do probably. Um, did you ever get to meet Michael Jackson or not? No, but I used to do hot yoga in Thousand Oaks uh, with his brother. Tito, uh, yeah, it was fun. Nice, nice fam, nice guy. So yeah, um, but I never met Michael Jackson. No, I remember. Um, I got to talk to Hulk Hogan, and he met Michael Jackson one time. It was just interesting. You want? I, I got a great Hulk Hogan story. Yeah. So people don't know this, but Hulk used to live in Thousand Oaks too, mm -hmm. and 
it was December 24th. We go to this Thousand Oaks Mall, and I'm getting last-minute Christmas gifts for my kids who were at the time sort of 10, 12, and 14. So I put them all in the car, and they had a valet parking for the at, at the mall. So I get up, come out, and I put all my bags in the car, and I drive home. So I get a call around 7 o'clock, and he goes, Wayne? I go, yeah. And he says, Terry. I think his real name was Terry. Yeah, Terry Bolea. He goes, Terry. Terry. He goes, Hulk. He goes, we got a problem. I go, what's the problem? He goes, we got the exact same car. I got your car and your presence. And no. You got my car and my presence. <laughs> so I go outside, and I'm like, oh, my God. He goes, yeah, my kids are older. It's probably not going to work. So I said, I'll meet you halfway. So we drove back halfway together, and we switched the cars out, got the presents, and went home. <laughs> True story. You guys got in each other's cars? Well, because the valet guy just came out, and they were exact totally. same cars. And we weren't, you know, it was... We weren't really paying attention because it same color, same but car. But then your kids wake up in Christmas yeah. morning and they all get bandanas. <laughs> <laughs> they get bandanas and oh, body oh oil. Isn't that funny though? <laughs> your 12-year-old daughter is getting a jar of body yeah. oil. You're there like, you this go. seems a little weird, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do remember him saying, I don't think your kids are going to like what I got my kids. <laughs> They're older. It's all cold. They yeah, got his there kids. You go. Did you, uh, when you met your wife, how'd you know that she was like the wife for you? Like, my dad it? told me, really? <laughs> I, Gosh, he was well, a real first, leader then. Well, the, <laughs> well, the first week, I said, What do you think? He goes, Oh, she's a lifer. I go, You just met her. <laughs> you know what? We had the same similarities. Like, we love, we love, both want to have a family, we want to have kids. Um, we both love sports. It's wonderful that I, I actually. Her and I watch hockey together, baseball, football, basketball. She loves going to games. She loved growing up with our kids, going to all their sporting events and going to the girls' ballet and dancing. We just um, we think the same way, I guess. And we're born 16 days apart. She's oh, wow. January 10. I'm January uh, 26. Um, yeah, so we had a lot in common, Go, you know. Is it different being a dad to like a girl and a boy? Like, oh, when, yeah. I don't have any children. Like, yeah. I would like to have some one day, you know, but I just don't it, have any. In some yet, ways, but. it's different. In other ways, it's it's not. Um, you know, it's just it's just a little bit different, but not really. Did it come easy to you being a dad? Some of my friends have a tough time, yeah. and some of them. Oh yeah, I was. I loved being a dad. So yeah, you know, I, I always told my friends, you know, you do all your parenting until about thirteen or fourteen. Um, if they haven't learned by then, you haven't done the job right, right? Yeah. And our biggest thing in our house was everybody can say, please, thank you, and excuse me. That was our biggest fight, not fight, but that was the biggest thing we drilled in all the time. And then when your kids get to be 16, 17, 18, then you become best friends. And so I don't really look at my kids as kids anymore. I look at them as my closer friends. Simple as that. So oh, it's interesting. Yeah, they kind of evolved then, yeah. huh? I'd rather hang out with my kids at this age now than travel somewhere to go visit somebody for two days, you know? It's, yeah. It's just as fun. Did you ever have to take your kids, like, what, did you ever take them trick-or-treating or something oh, yeah, like that? Yeah. So, <clears throat> this is a funny story, too. So, we look, when I played for the New York Rangers, we had a apartment in a high-rise. Did Patrick Waugh play there or no? No, no. Uh, Mark Messier was on that yep, team. Brian Leach. So, we lived in this high-rise, 16th floor, right? Mm-hmm. So it was our first year in Manhattan, and your whole family's living in a high rise in Manhattan. We had a three bedroom. There was at the time we only had three kids, so we had bedroom for my wife and I, one for the two boys, and one for Paulina. And so 
I remember I said to the doorman the day before Halloween, I said, where do we trick or treat here? Yeah. He goes, oh, everybody just walks through the building. And I'm thinking, no, 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 no. So we lived on just off you of Manhattan. You take them out into the streets of Brooklyn? <laughs> no, 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 listen. So I'm like, we're right on Madison Ave, 63rd Madison. So I go out there, I said, okay. And I walked into every one of those stores that I know my wife had ventured into a lot, Prada, Gucci, on. on <laughs> I said, you guys better have candy tomorrow at six o'clock. And so we walked the kids down. I said, you got to be outside, right? Yeah. You oh, can't totally. be walking. In. So we go into like Gucci and they give them yeah. stuff. We go in Prada, <laughs> right. they're getting candy. I still think they do it today, but it made more sense to me than walking through an apartment building. Yeah, kids like, want to be outside on Halloween. Oh, you have to. You have to run inside. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was fun. When you did you was it fun doing trick or treating when you were a kid? Like, do you remember what you dressed up as? You just dress uh, up as a hockey player. Just. I always went as a hockey player. So, <laughs> but, and I'll tell you why. Because every Halloween, it seemed like we had a practice that night. So we would be on the ice from like five o'clock to six, and you know it gets dark by six thirty at that time of the year in yeah. Canada. So we, my dad would race me home. I'd get a pillowcase and I'd go up and down the street, get a ton of candy, and that was my. And I just left my hockey uniform on, just took my helmet off, and every place I went to, the people they all knew us coming as hockey players. They used to laugh because it's a small community, small street. You knew everybody, right? Yeah. Oh, Wayne's here. Wayne's here again. <laughs> the hockey guy. <laughs> Gosh, that's wild, man! That it was that much of your life that it was your Halloween costume. That says a lot. I feel like. Yeah. You know. Well, when I was seven, I went to a barber shop. And uh, I asked the barber if he if he could cut my give me a Gordie Howe haircut. <laughs> That's wow. how much I, I liked Gordie Howe in hockey. It was crazy. What's something that you like admire about each one of your children? Kind of. No, I just they're all nice. You know, they're polite. They're not egotistical. Uh, they're they're not um, uh, in the slightest jaded at all. They're just good kids. That's. You know, I, my youngest two are still in college and they love it. I have a son oh, nice. at NYU and a daughter at SMU and three kids who have children of their own now. Yeah, they're just, they're nice. None of them are jaded. That's the best part. When you finished uh, hockey, like as an um, employee, as a player, yeah. did you, um, was it, did you find like, was it tough to like take that energy and all that mode like that because you have you have such a focus and there's a focal yeah. point. Was it interesting to see like how that popped up in other places in your life, or that, was it that, that was a that was a big issue? Um, it hasn't and it doesn't. Wow. You know, I I my life was hockey. Um, if I go play tennis, uh, I just play. I'm not. I don't really even care about the score. If I go play golf, it doesn't matter if I shoot 83 or 93. I don't worry about it. I don't stress about it. You know, <clears throat> I did all that, you know, and I loved it. Um, but I don't have that same, like, fight or battle for fun. I just don't have that. And, mm. you know, people always say Michael Jordan's so competitive of everything he does. And That's not I, you. That's, that's not me. I, I just... I'm fine. I'm happy with what I accomplished. I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I did it. I'm happy I'm done. But that's all kind of behind me now. I don't worry about it. It's like uh, I get parents who come up to me, you know, <clears throat> mothers are hardest, right? And my mom was worse too. She chased down Bobby Hall to get an autograph for me. And <laughs> and so when moms grab me, I go, I get it. I get it. My mom did it to, for me too. But the moms will always say to me, will you tell my son how many hours a day you used to practice? 
And I go, that's not it. And she goes, what do you mean? I go, that's not it. I said, I just did it because I loved it. If you have to say you got to be out there two hours or three hours, you're in the wrong thing. I just was there all day long because I loved it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, moms would be nuts. I remember Michael Landon was coming to our town once and mom was all excited, but he didn't show up. (laughs) He couldn't leave the prairie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think, yeah. Every week on that show, one of his kids was like getting beaten by a <laughs> kicked by a horse, a horse or like yeah. yeah, somebody had dementia. Goat. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean a nine year old has dementia? Like every <laughs> every week, it was like there was Something like different. yeah, there was uh, iron and too much iron in the yeah. water or something, or somebody was blind. So when you get on one of those early teams, like yeah. did it? Were you guys on a bus just cruising like through like Canada? Like were you guys like just heading all over the place? So, did you ever have that kind of time or no? Um, so. When I played junior hockey in the league I was in Ontario, mm-hmm. I was on a team called Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, which was the farthest north in Ontario. Wow. So our, our closest bus trip was three and a half hours to Sudbury. So the team got an airplane. It was a DC-3. No. And we used to fly to all the games and basically play Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, and fly back to Sault Ste. Marie, and we do that twice a month. And then when I turned pro... You know, Edmonton, we flew commercial everywhere. And, you know, it was a lot of flights that we went to Edmonton through Minnesota or Edmonton through Chicago to get to. There wasn't a whole lot of direct flights from Edmonton to Manhattan. Uh-uh. So, yeah, we, I traveled a lot. We've been around a lot. I remember I went to Florida. So I was in Florida, right? I've been on a cruise ship and I had to go to Edmonton to perform, right? At the comedy yeah. club there. Oh, yeah. It was like one of the first times. I've been in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, at the Mall of America, right? Or yeah. Mall of, of Canada. Yeah, he, the, they built that one before the one in Minnesota. Well, that one, first of all, you guys has a gun range in it, which is crazy, yeah. you know. And we got a uh, we got a lake with waves. We got a hockey rink in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty much everything in there. Yeah, <laughs> You're, yeah. There's like four American eagles in there, and there actually there was an actual American eagle in there last time oh, really? we were in there. Yeah, oh. and it was hatching. It was doing like a um, I think it had had a couple of chicklings or whatever near payless shoes yeah i i've never been a hunter you know hunting duck hunting it's big in your country yeah, huh? it's big in alberta big in saskatchewan we went hunting one time That's... i went one time in my life went with three teammates we were 19 years old we didn't know what we were doing and uh we we're two hours in we were duck hunting and we couldn't figure out where the ducks were and this guy come over and he said you guys got a goose call. <laughs> That's how bad our hunting was. <laughs> and we're standing there going, well, no, we just thought there was no ducks. Yeah, you he look goes, over, just Tony yeah. Syracuse goes, is well, there. You, you got the wrong, you got the wrong uh, horn or whatever. I'm like, okay, that was my last time. I had to go to the store. It was $5 to get a permit. I never even fired the gun. It was the last time I ever went. <laughs> never shot a gun since. <laughs> who's one of like the funniest guys that you spend around time around in the league? Like who's somebody that you love being around that really oh, makes you laugh? Brett Hall is a genius and he's Brett Hall's one of the funniest, nicest people you ever ever meet. He remembers every word and every song. He remembers lines from movies. Like he's just and he's just got a big heart. He's a tremendous guy. Did you uh what's a good concert that you went to that you enjoyed over the years? Um, you know what? I'm Listen, seeing Elton John this weekend. Elton John is phenomenal. I saw Elton John and Billy Joel together. No way. At the forum years ago, which was remarkable. But you know, I my very first concert I ever went to was um, uh, Chicago. Remember the band Chicago? Mm-hmm. And I remember I was 16 years old, 
And I was good friends with David Foster, who was... He's the producer, yeah, right? Yeah, producer, writer. He's a wow. Canadian boy. And so two years later, I was playing in the World Cup for Canada. And he calls me and he said, uh, there's a couple of guys from Chicago that want to come to your practice. Can you oh, get wow. them in? And I'm like, yeah, of course. So they came in. I think the drummer's name was Johnny Panazzo, right? And he used to play a little bit of goaltender in hockey. Oh. So they came to practice and I'm sitting there. We went for lunch after and I remember saying, two years ago, sitting in the last row watching their concert. And two years later, I'm having lunch with them. So I always said that was one of my favorite concerts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember I got a T-shirt. I don't even know who gave, I think, where we got it from. I didn't even know it was a band. I thought it was just for the city. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that I wore when I was a kid. It was just a nice shirt. It was like pure cotton. And I remember just, think, I remember wearing that Chicago shirt. I'm trying to think of the first concert I ever went to. It might have been like Smashing Pumpkins or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> our big ones up there are Pink Floyd and uh, oh yeah, the hit and Tragically that, Hip. Tragically and, Hip, and yeah. Brian Adams. And of course, oh, dude, I met Brian Adams in best. South Africa yeah. at a in breakfast so buffet. <laughs> um, and uh, he's a wonderful guy. And of course, Celine Dion. Oh yeah, she was. Uh, Burton Cummings was big in Canada. Burton Cummings. Yeah, they were in a band called the Guess Who. I think maybe I've heard of them. I'm trying to think of something else I've heard of. Um, you know, I uh, my mom used to make us clean the house, right? And we she would put Brian Adams on repeat. We got on like one of those CD, like right. you know, where they mail you seven CDs for yeah, yeah, forty yeah, yeah. cents, and then was, you get sued over that, the years. That was for, the first album was it cuts like a knife, right? Yeah, right. yeah. I like met him knife. when he was seventeen. You met him when he was seventeen, and that album had just come out he was 17 when that came out i was 17 you were he was 17 18. he was a year or two older than me he was that young when yeah. he became a star oh yeah yeah and he was good because from there he just got bigger and better it's funny because my, my friends and all laugh at me because every time somebody comes on whether it's a singer or an actor or whatever i'll go you know he's canadian <laughs> like there's so many people that you don't know that are canadian that there's, i know yeah i go he's canadian you know there's so many greats jim yeah. carrey mm -hmm. um howie mandel yeah and there's, I, there's a lot of really good canadians are you the most famous wayne do you think no wayne myers from wayne's world oh yeah wayne's <laughs> world huh <laughs> wayne Mike myers wayne newton Wait, he's he's not Canadian though. Yeah. Oh no, but just a Wayne oh, overall. Oh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I didn't think of him. <laughs> yeah, I think Batman might have you. Yeah. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. I met Lil Wayne recently at a hockey game. He was very nice. And did he come up and say, "I'm also Wayne"? Like, does that happen when you're a celebrity like that? Like, hey, I'm Wayne too? Or no, he just it was very cordial. It was just not. I said, "Hey," I actually stopped him. I said, "Can I get a picture with you?" He was like, "Of course." It was at a hockey game. It was the Vegas Knights game. Oh, there you are right yeah. there. I was like, I grabbed him. I was like, gosh, I got to get a picture of him. Because all my kids would always say, Dad, you know, you're in Lil Wayne's song. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. And so when I saw him, I said, gosh, I got to get a picture of him. <laughs> I, I kind of fanned it up. I kind of like became a mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you became Princess Diana there for you a go. second. Yeah. Lil Wayne looks a little high in that picture too. I'll say that. <laughs> I don't blame him. Is there something, is there, Canada doesn't revere celebrity. It's different, right, than in America. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. They're, listen, Canadians are very proud of their country. Right. They're, no. They're, oh, yeah, no doubt. But if, yeah, there's something, 
they like the story bet. Like uh, my Canadian well, friends love stories. Like yeah. Bizzle, my tour manager is Canadian and he loves yeah. sto- like the, well, he, there's always like, yeah, but this guy, you know, yeah. like they love the. Uh, well, right now, probably Drake's probably our biggest Canadian right now. Oh you yeah. Say? He's probably, he's probably the, he's the closest thing right now to, to Taylor Swift, I would imagine. Drake the, or Santa. <laughs> no drake's pretty big i got to meet drake last weekend actually yeah at a concert no it was um i was hanging out with this guy david grutman he's like a okay he's a restaurateur i was hanging out with this restaurateur okay. guy i was in miami okay and drake had had some uh was having like a little get together in a bar that he'd rented out a small bar mm. and he knew it so we went by and he and i had, had messaged what each city? other What's that? What city were you in? In uh, Miami, Florida. Oh, okay. He and I messaged each oh, other right. on he Instagram. Oh, he had a concert there last week. Yeah. A bunch of our friends drove down for the concert. From where? From Canada? No, no. We live in Jupiter. Oh, you do? Fort Lauderdale area. Oh, it's pretty over there. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I got to Florida once and I just stayed. It's nice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm telling you. I couldn't get there as a kid, but now I live there. People are on to it, brother. Yeah, yeah. But um, I got to, yeah, I said, hey, and then we started talking for a little bit and um, it was really nice. I thought I was going to be nervous because sometimes if you meet, like, yeah, yeah. I think I celebrities, you know, sometimes you can be really nervous, you know, and I just, I'm glad I wasn't like real nervous. I, I get like that sometimes still. Is there somebody that you met that over the years and you were oh, like, because yeah. you get surprised. Sometimes you're chill yeah. as could be. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm doing good. Yeah, no, there's people that I've met over the years and you go, oh, wow, that guy's really cool. Or, yeah, no, no. I met President Clinton about a year ago at the golf course and he was so nice. And yeah, it was like most people are pretty nice, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess with golf, you get to probably play games with a lot of neat people, huh? Yeah, some of them are nice guys. Um, on the golf course, some of them get, get they get competitive. competitive. Yeah, and sometimes, sometimes they don't. You know. Yeah. But I, I'm not competitive, so people that play with me know I'm, I'm having fun. You're just taking it easy. Um, what are some what like your dad had a str- pretty strong religious belief? Did did that carry over into your family, or what is that kind of like for you? Oh yeah, yeah, we real strong uh, belief. You know. Um, when I was a kid, uh, I got confirmed when I was 14 years old. Um, but we we have a belief of you treat people the way you want to be treated. That's our big religion in our house. Um, that there's no reason to be mean to people. That's kind of what we live by. Um, when you look at anything else like in life that you want to do, like are there things that like you find now that kind of... Um or when you look to your future, obviously, like spending time with your family is yeah, super you know, important. <clears throat> Do you have any big getting, goals still? No, I really don't. My wife says to me, That's so nice. You got, you got to have, I said, you know, I'm going to be 65 soon. And my goal is retirement, really. You know, I've traveled a lot, I've done a lot. I'm loving being on TNT. It's a riot, great people, wonderful organization. I'm I'm thrilled doing it a few times a month, and I love it because I'm still involved with hockey. Yeah, I don't have to stress out over it, winning or losing. So, so when I go and I'm doing the games, people go, "Who do you want to win?" I'm like, "It doesn't matter to me." Now my heart is obviously with Edmonton, LA, St. Louis, and the Rangers. So if they're playing, I'm kind of pulling for them. But other than that, I'm like, whoever the best team is, I hope they have a great game. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, you score kind of all your goals, I guess, on the ice, maybe, mm-hmm. huh? There you go. Um, thank you so much, Wayne, yeah. for your time and just for uh, 
yeah, I don't know, just being a fascinating person yeah. to talk to and get to spend time around. Yeah. It's, it's inspiring just to hear like um, that being a human is uh, just <laughs> as important to you as yeah. being a, a, a great athlete. Yeah, I, I never looked at myself as somebody different. We're all the same, right? Just be nice to people. And listen, I love doing your show. It's fun. Yeah, thank you so much for your time, brother. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be